the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is our hour of power where we're living life like it matters. You know, there's no greater outcome for our lives than to make our lives matter. Um, God doesn't make junk. He doesn't. Now, he makes things that choose to become junk, or he makes things that the world wants to treat as junk. But remember, what the world calls valuable, uh, God calls invaluable. Remember the stuff that we put in safes, diamonds and pearls and rubies and precious gems, you know, they are dirt in heaven, right? We walk on them. And the same thing, there are a lot of people like me who the world thinks are dirt. I don't fit in with this world. I've never belonged. The world finds no value in me. Uh, And that's why God can use me so greatly. Because in my weakness, his strength is perfected. I must decrease so he can increase. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. If you are a lover of God, you're going to have tribulation in this world. And if you say you're a lover of God and your life is easy peasy, you might want to check your passport. Uh, Because my book is pretty clear that if you love God, then you're going to have an enemy called the world. Because the world is at war with Jehovah, with Yahweh, with Adonai, with El Shaddai, with El Elyon, right? And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're putting a bow on this thing, Betty. We're putting a bow on 22 with an eye towards 23. You know, the good book says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But they that keepeth the law, happy are they. And so as we close out the year, it's time to focus forward. What if you approach the new year with a new attitude, a new vision, right? That vision being that the attitude of there's a new sheriff in town and that sheriff's you, you set the law. And so today on the hour of power, I want to encourage you that it just might kill you. What am I talking about? Well, let me open with a little prose first. It's called the Xmas Consequences. I don't know who wrote it, but they had fun writing it. I can tell you that. "'Twas the month after Christmas, and all through the house, nothing would fit me, not even a blouse. The cookies I'd nibbled, the eggnog I'd tasted, all the holiday parties had gone to my wasted. <laughs> when I got on the scales, there arose such a number. When I walked to the store, less a walk than a lumber. I'd remember the marvelous meals I'd prepared, the gravies and sauces and beef nicely reared. The wine and the rum balls, the bread and the cheese, and the way I'd never said, no thank you, please. As I dressed myself in my husband's old shirt, 
and prepared once again to do battle with dirt. I said to myself, as only I can, you can't spend a winter disguised as a man. So away with the last of the sour cream dip. Get rid of the fruitcake, every cracker and chip. Every last bit of food that I like must be banished till all the additional ounces have vanished. I won't have a cookie, not even a lick. I'll want only to chew on a long celery stick. I won't have hot biscuits or cornbread or pie. I'll munch on a carrot and quietly cry. I'm hungry, I'm lonesome, and life is a bore. But isn't that what January is for? Unable to giggle, no longer a riot. Happy New Year to all, and to all, a good diet. <laughs> you know, life has consequences. Choices have consequences. You know, I, I lost 71 pounds last year from the day after Christmas uh, to uh, beginning of November, down 71 pounds. Uh, November, I started having some uh, tooth issues. I had to have some major dental work, and I... Started just uh, going off my diet, just eating soft food, eating sweets. I love sweets. I'm a tooth. Uh, oh, my God. I got a sweet tooth. Uh, and so I probably put on about 20, uh, maybe 25 pounds over the two months. I don't know. I ate freely. I ate lots of seven-layer bars. I ate lots of cookies. I ate lots of fudge. I overdid it. I thought I was going to uh, come down with adult-onset diabetes. That's how much sweets I ate. And I knew at the time that it would all have consequences. You see, I have a vision. I had a vision that I'd gotten big and fat after uh, COVID, uh, and I was about done with this world, waiting for God to get me the heck out of here. But God said, I'm not taking you. I got some work for you to do. So I made a deal with him. Listen, I'm not really interested in being a warrior in a wheelchair, so I'd rather go right now and be with you, Lord. But if you're going to keep me here, I want to play big. I want to play big. And so I started losing some weight. And then in November, I kind of got off that and uh, lost that vision, wanted to just enjoy the holidays, wanted to enjoy being with my family. But now it's time to get serious. And so today, I want to talk about this thing called vision, you know, because I, I was going to set this whole show up, you know, like a like a riddle type of thing. You know, one of my favorite poems is, that I've ever written, and I, I used to like write a lot of poem, is that type of a poem. It says, I am love, I am desire. I make you toss and turn at night, keeping you from sleep and yet not tired. I am fear, I am anger, I can be rage. You can experience me in love, laughter, happiness, and at any age. I was there in Auschwitz, I was there in Rome. I was at the Sistine Chapel. I am too few a home. It was I that sent a man to the moon. It was I that freed the slaves. It was I who fought the two world wars and buried many men in their graves. It was because of me that Christ went to Jerusalem. It was because of me that women won the right to vote. It was because of me that our founding fathers wrote the Constitution. And we've defended it since, fighting battles from coast to coast. With or without me, things will get done if you have me not. Life can lose meaning, substance, purpose, and be of little fun. If you are lucky enough to possess me, then you shall be rewarded, for you have found passion, and the difference you make will be forever recorded. So I was going to do a show like that and then kind of plan around the word vision, then drop the word vision, but I didn't really have that. But what I do have is Dr. King on my heart, 
because uh, Dr. King was a man of God. Dr. King was the one that said, listen, don't judge me based on my non-choices. Base, judge me based on my choices. Dr. King was a Christian. He knew he was going to be judged because it is appointed for man to die one time. Then comes the judgment. Dr. King knew the word just like I know the word because we're brothers. And Dr. King had a dream, but what a dream really is, it's a vision. Remember Dr. King's vision? Hey, Spencer, why don't you go and share it with him? I have a dream. That my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. See, that's what a vision is. A vision is a dream. And see, the reason why that speech is so famous is because you can feel it. You can feel Dr. King's belief. You can feel Dr. King's passion. You can feel that Dr. King could see it, could taste it, could feel it, and yet it wasn't there yet. And that's really what a vision is. See, a lot of you think vision is the ability to see. But one thing I learned a long time ago doing my leadership training is most people are deaf, numb, and blind. Oh, they have the biological act to see, but they're so busy judging people that they're looking, but they're not seeing anything. See, they have the biological ability to hear. The tympanic membrane vibrates and words or or, or sounds are translated into words in their inner ear, but they don't listen at all. They're too busy judging and carrying on with the 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. See, right now you're all touching something, a book, a driving wheel, your leg, your chin. But let's be honest, outside of bitterness and hatred and anger, most people stop feeling much of anything, although they can touch much. So today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to suggest that it could kill you. No, I'm not talking about all that food you ate. No, I'm not talking about those people you spent your holidays with. I'm talking about a lack of vision as we go into 2023. I'm Black. We'll be back after these commercial messages. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. Ready to go for another level of awareness? Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Quit smoking, chew, and vaping with this half-price offer from Freedom 1570 and breathe freedom from nicotine. Get one program for just $250. 
That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $250 for one person, meaning you could save thousands this year. So call Freedom 1570 today at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800. There's only one option in the Twin Cities to get multiple competitive bids on siding, roofing, or windows without a parade of long-winded, high-pressure salespeople. Set up a free appointment with me today at GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. This is Scott B. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters and your host for Like It Matters Radio, calling all Leadership Awakening graduates. The time is now to raise the bar, to finish what you started, As a graduate of Leadership Awakening, you know how transformational awakening is. However, it's also incomplete. Leadership Adventure is about applying what you learned in Leadership Awakening. How do you take a team of leaders through the undulating line of life and success? Welcome to the second half of the Leadership Experience, Leadership Adventure. This is a fun class and is done in an outdoor adventure setting. Leadership Awakening goes from 1 to 25. Leadership Adventure goes from 26 to 100. This is not Leadership Awakening a second time. It is a whole new adventure that picks up right where you left off in Leadership Awakening. If you're ready for the next level, the time is now to register for Leadership Adventure, March 2nd through 4th and April 9th through 11th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application and this is the last day, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to change your life and do it $500 cheaper. <laughs> this is the last day. Uh, at the end of the day, day uh, our price hasn't been increased in a long time, decade plus. Uh, and uh, it's just getting to the expenses out there too much. So uh, our classes go from $19.95 to $24.95 uh, starting tomorrow. So uh, any per- class purchased before the end of the year, uh, the price is valid for whenever you want to use it. You don't lose it. You can use it for anybody in any of our classes at any time. Go to likeitmatters.net. Today is our last live broadcast of the year. Uh, I have a recorded show for tomorrow. Listen in tomorrow. It's a great show. You will not want to miss it. But uh, the first is Sunday, and so that means the second is Monday. That means we start a brand new year. And so I thought we would end the year talking about this thing called vision. Vision is very, very important because, you know, the Bible says without a vision, people perish. But I'm going to tell you something as well, that sometimes with a great vision, people perish. Because when you have a vision that the world's not ready for, it might cost you. And think about Dr. King. Dr. King had a great vision where he knew he would be judged because he's a Christian. Dr. King loved Jesus Christ. What you don't know is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s name is truly Dr. Michael King Jr. Actually, on his birth certificate, did not say doctor because he was just a baby, but it said Michael King Jr. Look it up. See, his dad, Michael King Sr., was, I'm pretty sure, a Baptist minister. Maybe not Baptist, but he's a minister. And he was awed by the work of Martin Luther, awed by how this one man stood up against the most powerful force in the world, the Catholic Church. It could kill you. Uh, way more powerful at that time for the world. America's powerful in its own right, but it doesn't tell the world what to do. It used to, but not anymore to people like Biden. But think about this. Boy, when Martin Luther took on the Catholic Church, it could cost your life. It could remove you from all civilization wherever you were. That's the power it had. 
And so here's one man who nailed the treaties. What were there, 94 of them on the, uh, the Catholic Church uh, door uh, and uh, started a, a new movement where people could actually read the word for themselves where people could actually know the word for themselves before, you would have to pay a priest uh, to tell you what the word was and to be in their good favor. And that's what was so corrupt about religion and the, and, and the state merging together. Uh, Catholicism joined religion and the state, which destroyed both, if you think about it. And so Dr. King, uh, uh, should say Martin Luther King Jr.'s dad, went to Germany, Michael King Sr., to study the Reformation, to study the great Martin Luther, and came back, and he changed his son's name to Martin Luther King Jr. from Michael King Jr. It was not his true name, unless he somehow legally got it changed later, like I legally changed my name to Black in the military. My true name is Scott St. Vincent de Paul Nicholas. That's on my birth certificate, Scott St. Vincent de Paul Nicholas. My mom met some dude at a bar when we were young. She worked at a bar, and, of course, they shacked up and then got married. So he was the only, quote, father I ever knew. I didn't know who my true, my biological father was, and it doesn't matter. That's how God set it up because my daddy is Jehovah. See, in heaven, there's only one daddy. There are no grandkids in heaven. So in heaven, if you're a brother, if you're a believer in Christ, you're my brother or you're my sister. My kids, uh, which I believe are children of God, uh, in heaven will be my brothers and sisters. There's only one daddy in heaven, and that's Abba, Abba Daddy. That's it. And so Dr. King was so moved that he kept the name Martin Luther King Jr. And he had a dream, and his vision cost him his life. Because America at that time, there was a lot of hatred uh, against black people, and that was wrong. And today it's the same hatred, but now it's just against white people. But Dr. King had a dream. And in case you don't remember what that vision was, uh, Spencer, why don't you go ahead and remind them, please. I have a dream. That my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. See, what Dr. King's vision was, knowing that we're all to be judged. Remember, the good book says, it's appointed for man to die one time, and then comes the judgment. And everybody will be judged, even those of you that are true Christians. You're going to be judged. We all will be judged. Uh, now, there are two different judgment seats. One's the great white throne judgment of God. That's where God, you'll stand before God the Father. He'll open up the books. Um, and uh, basically, the books of works, the books of remembrance. There's, uh, I think, five books the Bible talks about. Uh, and uh, it's basically perfection is required. You got to be perfect. You're entering heaven with a perfect God. So you need perfection. So it'll take all your works on one side. You'll be whale, uh, weighed, measured on scales, and you'll come up short, wanting. Uh, that's what, read the book of Daniel. That's what it references. So the other seat, though, is called the Bema Seat of Christ. That's for those of you that have already accepted the gift. See, salvation is a gift. You can't earn it. It's a gift. It's freely given. But you got to accept it by accepting the paid blood of Jesus Christ. That's the gift. And so for those that did that and acknowledged Jesus and accepted Jesus and did their best to honor Jesus and walk with Jesus, you'll be judged too. But it's called the Bema Seat of Christ. That is a workspace judgment too, technically. What God's going to do, you're already in heaven. This is like a, a Olympic judge. 
You're not being judged whether you get in the Olympics or not. You're already there. You're being judged on gold, silver, or bronze. You're being judged on your rewards. You do earn rewards. You don't earn gifts. A gift is given. Don't conflate the two. But you are given rewards. But here's how they're judged. Everything you've ever done is going to be judged based on intent, based on, based on the heart, based on why did you do it, for whose good, for whose glory, what was the reason underlying. And so it's that vision that I want to bring to you today. Because here we are. It is the 29th of December. We got just two more days left, right? And so now it's time to pick our eyes off off of 22. Yeah, we talked about this last week. You should take a SWOT analysis. As you look back to last year, what were the strengths of last year? What were the weaknesses? What uh, were you able to overcome? And how about what also were the obstacles? And, and the threats. It's good to look back to take a look at that. I got to tell you, 22 for me was a weird year, but it turned out to be a great year. We just got a big order from Mexico. We haven't done Mexico business with Mexico for three or four years. Got a private class order. Got some class order. I mean, God has been very good. Allowed us to end this year on a hugely high note. We're able to negotiate some debt down. Yesterday, I paid off thirty thousand dollars worth of debt. One of those high-end loans I got, you know, during the COVID thing, was able to pay off the balance of it for eight thousand dollars. And would have never been able to do that without uh, Mexico money coming in. So God is good. It's a great year. And but for twenty twenty-three, let me tell you, I think uh, God gave me a vision that this is the year now that Like It Matters Radio goes nationwide. I believe this is a year that we become a national radio show. I believe this is a year that God's told me about about five, seven, eight years ago. He said, I got something big in front of you, really big. I'm going to send you a posse, some people, and I'm going to send you half a million dollars. Well, I got a couple people. I wouldn't call it a posse yet, but they're coming. And now I start seeing the money lining up as well. Uh, so that's why I want you to be a part of it. We're changing the world one person at a time. And you know what? We're not changing this world. We're changing people's world. Because no one responds to reality. What we respond to is our map of reality. And when you have a vision, it can stir you up. And see, you got to know this vision. The vision's about be, being able to see in the future, to see how things connect. And I love this world word vision because it's so underused, it's so understated, it's so unknown. John Wooden said, if you go as far as you can see, you will then see enough to go even further. You see, you gotta, you got to see as far as you can on the landscape and let that be your focal point and move toward it. And then as you get closer, when you change your position, you change your perspective. How about this one? This is A lot of people don't know uh, it was Helen Keller that said this. This was uh, in a book, when was this published, called Let Us Have Faith. And it was in 1940 she published this book, a, ch- a chapter titled Faith Fears Not. And this is the great quote. She says, security is mostly a superstition. It does not exist in nature, nor do the children of men as a whole experience it. God himself is not secure, having given man dominion over his works. Avoiding danger is no safer in the long run than outright exposure. The fearful are caught as often as a bold. Faith alone defends. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing. To keep our faces toward change and behave like free spirits in the presence of fate is strength undefeatable. Isn't that amazing? And you know Helen Keller, right? Blind. Helen 
Adams Keller was born June 27, 1880, in Alabama city of Tuscumbia. Think about that. Retired Confederate Army Captain Daddy, a local newspaper editor. When she was 19 months old, she was afflicted by an unknown illness, possibly scarlet fever and meningitis, which left her deaf and blind. And guess what? Because she was deaf and blind, she became pretty stupid, too, because she wasn't teachable. Keller was extremely intelligent. She wanted to understand her surroundings through touch, smell, and taste. However, she began to realize that her family members spoke to one another with their mouths instead of using signs as she did. Feeling their lips move, she flew into a rage when she was unable to join in the conversation. And by the age of six, she later wrote in an autobiography, the need of some means of communication became so urgent that these outbursts occurred daily, sometimes as hourly. See, there's a lot of anger, a lot of resentment. Today, if Helen Keller was born, she'd be aborted. She'd be abandoned. She was a white girl who was basically had everything going against her. We'd kill her in the womb. And today she's famous. She's gave so many people hope. And see, this is what I'm talking. This is what a vision can do. A vision killed Dr. King, but a vision for most people will keep us alive, will keep us able to thrive, will keep us able to pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and hit again. And today I'm challenging what is your vision as you look forward to 2023. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is March 30th through April 1st. Details at likeitmatters.net. I always thought that tires would be more expensive at a dealership, but Invergrove Hyundai proved me wrong. Hi, it's Mike from Rosemont. I knew I needed a new set of tires before winter. My go-to is usually my warehouse club because, hey, they're a warehouse club, right? They have to have the best deal. I bought two cars at Invergrove Hyundai, and they're great to work with, so I thought I'd just see what they had to offer. I told Tyler what I usually spend and asked if he had a good set of tires in that price range. He gave me a great quote, and it was a few bucks under my limit on a set of four tires. Plus, he got me in and out in an hour. If you need tires, skip the specialty shop and the warehouse clubs and give Invergrove Hyundai a call. Let them know what you need, and they'll take care of you like they did for me. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. 
The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today, likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and today we're talking about a vision. And without one, it just might kill you, right? See, that's what the Bible says, that without a vision, people perish. And this thing called vision is so powerful because some people think that I'm referring to eyesight. No, no. I'm not. See, I say this all the time, and in 31 years now of working deeply with people, successful people, people who are struggling, one thing I realized a long time ago is we all have similar problems. We all have similar problems. The human creature is not much different. Remember, 98.9, actually 90, it's actually 99.89, I'm sorry, 99.89, so 99.9% of all our genetic makeup is identical as human beings. That 0.01%, right, whatever that is, that's, uh, there's something like 3 billion genetic pairs that make up who we are. And so even, you know, a thousand of that, one thousandth of that is 3 million. So 3 million genetic pairs equate all the difference that you see in people. But we are far more similar than we are disalike. you got to get this. We, you know, we have a world that wants to focus on our differences, you know, and yet there's only one human race, uh, there's no way that there's a race war. There's no way that people have darker skin color than I do can say my people. Uh, who are my people? I've never looked at anybody with uh, white skin or with non-melanin uh, and said, that's my people. I've never saw a white person succeed and go, whoa, go my people. I've never seen a white person do something and say, wow, now I get to do it. That's just so stupid. That's such a lie from the pit of hell. Uh, that's illogical. And it goes uh, flies against Dr. King's vision. Dr. King says, hey, you have the right to judge people based on how they show up. You have a right to judge people based on their character. Don't you get what character is? Characters are choices. Our choices make up our characters, what we're known for. It precedes us. And Dr. King says, I want to live in a world where I'm judged by my choices. But I do not want to live in a country where me or my kids are judged solely because of the color of our skin. And yet today we live in America because of Joe Biden and the progressives that we're solely judged by the color of our skin. Matter of fact, if you have dark skin, you can commit crimes, you can steal, you can loot, you can kill people, you can kill cops, you can run from cops, and you're justified because people who look like you for 500 years haven't been treated too nice. That's their argument. Well, then Jewish people should be destroying everything. They're the most uh, abused people in the history of this world. And yet, uh, I would say, as far as Jewish people go, it's the most successful. Look at Israel. Look at leads the world in so many areas. So it's just fascinating. You know, one group can claim victim status, and one group says, leave me alone. Just treat me like everybody else. And which group's doing better? 
I guess it all depends on are you part of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of this world? Because I'll tell you what, right now, I, I, don't, I think the black family is doing far worse than Dr. King's day. Do they have more freedom? Sure. Are they more educated? Absolutely. Are they wealthier? Absolutely. All those are yes, yes, and yes, amen. But look at the abortion rate. Uh, look at the single kids growing up without a, a, a nuclear family. Uh, nothing even comes close to the dropout rate, the education rate uh, of all. If you look at all the skin colors, Hispanic, Asian, white, all the different skin colors, knows one race, uh, the African-Americans do worse than anybody. Why? Because they've been told to be a victim. Why? Because the drama triangle. See, this is where you got to have a vision. And the world knows what it's doing. The Democratic Party knows exactly what it's doing. It's a plantation. Uh, it keeps black people in the plantation by saying, hey, we, we're going to protect you. We're going to do this for you. We're going to do that for you. No, they're not. They just need your votes. There's something called the drama triangle, and this is the vision that you need to have. This is what you're dealing with. As you want to go out there and inspire people, as you want to go out there and help people, you got to know that people are predisposed now to be on the drama triangle. The world system has it set up that way. The drama triangle is a simple concept that defines the three roles people typically take on a high-conflict situation. Look at America. America is defined by high-conflict. That's all it is now. Contrary to his name, the triangle doesn't have to involve three people. It simply follows how different personalities affect each other during a conflict. It's an upside-down triangle. The guy's name, you look, it's a 45-page booklet. The guy's name is Stephen Cartman with a K, K-A-R-P-M-A-N, Cartman. Uh, and it's uh, part of transactional analysis. And so the three roles, you have the victim. When problems arise, the victim tends to look helplessly inward. They spin a small anxiety, like, say, not answering a boss's email on the weekend into an outsized disaster. I'm definitely getting fired. Hello, drama king. Hello, drama queen. And then you have the rescuer. Now, the rescuer sounds good, right? I mean, you're rescuing some. Sounds good, but in psychological terms... Rescuer means doing for other people what they can do for themselves. See, adversity was always the road to greatness. Because in the old days, before we all could play victim and feel sorry for ourselves, the old days when life was unfair, the old days when life knocked you on your butt, the old days when life should get a 15-yard penalty for unnecessary roughness, you know what we did? We overcame. We learned how to be strong when the world was against us. We learned how to pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and hit it again and again and again and again. And that made us strong. I can handle anything the world throws at me. I don't care what it is. I will not be overcome by this world. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I know how to overcome. I know how to pick myself up, dust myself off, and hit it again. I know that Proverbs twenty four sixteen says, A righteous person will stumble seven times but get back up, but the wicked will stumble into ruin. You don't get there by being rescued. See, God doesn't remove our consequences. He's a good, good father. And if he's a good, good father, way better than any earthly father, then why does God say, I will not remove your consequences? Choices have consequences. That's what Romans eight twenty eight means. For God causes all things to work for the good for those who love him are called according to his purpose. God takes the crap that we give him, and he makes beautiful things out of it. He takes the garbage that we give him, and he creates angelic things. See, the rescuer is the classic enabler. They swoop in to save the day. He or she can be relied upon to always put out a fire, show up at the last minute. Well-meaning to a fault, this fixer behavior can lead to resentment, burnout, 
Reluctant confronters by nature, rescuers don't speak up even when wrong, and they never let people learn from their mistakes. They never let people overcome. This is the role of the government with the, the black community, making the black community a victim. Let's give you a reparation. We're gonna, they're going to now give every black person a quarter of a million dollars. Do you realize what that's going to do to white people who are struggling, how much hatred that's going to stir up in them? Why am I not being helped? I can barely pay my bills. I'm homeless. But because I'm white, I get nothing. And because that person who makes more than me already is black, they get a quarter of a million dollars. And see, the government comes and says, listen, I'll fix it. You're not guilty of anything. Don't worry about it. You can get away with it. No one learns. No one grows. Which brings us then to number three, the third role on the drama triangle, the persecutor. And we all know the persecutor. The go-to strategies are often controlling, blaming, criticizing, state-run media, the deep state. In arguments, he or she will put you down, try to shame you into forgiveness. The persecutors reframe, it's all your fault. And what we do is we go around the drama triangle from victim to rescuer. You know why? Because a victim that's not rescued quick enough to its desire, you know what they become? They become the persecutor. Look at the black community. Look at the LGBTQ. Look at the Democrats, how evil they are, how bitter they are. They want to destroy every conservative. I mean, look what they did to Herschel Walker. Uh, look what they did to the CEO uh, of um, uh, Domino's Pizza, Herman Cain. Look what they did uh, to uh, uh, judge, you know, any black person that was a conservative judge like Clarence Thomas. Call them names. Call them anything. Any black person that runs as a conservative, they call names. They put down. They belittle. They shame. But that's okay. Because, you see, this is what's going on. So you need to know this. You don't need to get wrapped up in it. And you need to know this, that your vision can overcome anything. Your vision can make things happen that other people don't think. You know, you know the Hubble telescope, Mr. Science, right? They see out in the universe. Let me tell you what Edwin Hubble said about this word called vision. He says, equipped with our five senses, along with telescopes and microscopes and mass spectrometers and seismographs and magnetometers and particular accelerators and detectors sensitive to the entire electromagnetic spectrum, we explore the universe around us and call the adventure science. This is what we have within ourselves. The last frontier is not space. The last frontier is not the deepness of the ocean. The last frontier is the human potential, the depth of what a committed heart, what a man or woman with vision can do. It was Ralph Waldo Emerson that said, never let lose an opportunity of seeing anything that is beautiful, for beauty is God's handwriting, a wayside sacrament. Welcome it in every face, Uh, welcome it in every fair face, in every fair sky, in every flower, and thank God, for it is as a cup of blessing. Helen Keller said, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. What is your vision for 2023? When we're 12 months from now, December 29th, 2023, if Mr. Black were to ask you, how did your year go? How would you know if it was a good year? How would you know if it was a bad year? How would you know if you accomplished what you were supposed to? How did you know if it was up to par or below par? See, you must have a vision. You, when someone asks you, how's your day? And you say better or worse, good or bad. You know, those are all comparative answers. Better than what? Worse than what? Uh, it's too expensive compared to what? So you've got to understand what are you comparing things to? And I'm going to suggest to you what you compare things to is the vision. 
So what is your vision for this upcoming year? What's going to be different about 2023 and 2022? What will make 2023 such a huge successful year? What if this happened would make 2023 a bad year? It's time to get out a journal. It's time to get a pen and paper. It's time to get some space with yourself. And it's time to create a vision for 2023. What's going to make 2023 that year that you've been waiting for? I'm Black. We'll be back after these commercial messages. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. Ready to go for another level of awareness? Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. This is Scott B. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters and your host for Like It Matters Radio, calling all Leadership Awakening graduates. The time is now to raise the bar, to finish what you started. As a graduate of Leadership Awakening, you know how transformational awakening is. However, it's also incomplete. Leadership Adventure is about applying what you learned in Leadership Awakening. How do you take a team of leaders through the undulating line of life and success? Welcome to the second half of the Leadership Experience Leadership Adventure. This is a fun class and is done in an outdoor adventure setting. Leadership Awakening goes from 1 to 25. Leadership Adventure goes from 26 to 100. This is not Leadership Awakening a second time. It is a whole new adventure that picks up right where you left off in Leadership Awakening. If you are ready for the next level, the time is now to register for Leadership Adventure, March 2nd through 4th and April 9th through 11th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today, we're talking about it just might kill you. 
No, we're not talking about all the pumpkin pie, Mr. Blackade. I ate a lot of pumpkin pie over the I did. I had a lot of stuff. But, you know, I'm back on my diet. Just like, you know, I told earlier that uh, uh, last two months I've been off my diet. Uh, you know, getting some teeth work done in the holidays. Wanted to enjoy it with my family. But uh, I'm back on my diet. I'm going to get to my best weight. So 2023 for Mr. Black is I'm going to get under 200 pounds. I haven't been under 200 pounds since I was uh, 17 years old in the Army. I think I went in the Army at uh, 175, uh, right out of a, a basic high school. Graduated high school in June of 83, and I was in uh, boot camp in Fort Bliss, Texas in August. Yep, that's what I said, August of 1983. Uh, Fort Bliss at the time had the longest bivouac, the time out in the desert. We had a two-week bivouac in the El Paso Desert. Uh, and whenever we were in the bivouac and they'd say, incoming, we'd have to dive on the ground wherever we were and put our mask on. You had to do it within 10 seconds. Uh, and the problem with El Paso is there were fire ants everywhere. And, man, if you didn't drop down, you could be right in a pile of fire ants, and you had to get down. And if you didn't, you got in big trouble. Uh, I, I, I'll never forget that. Uh, man, that stirred me up. And so at uh, 18 years old, uh, 17 years old, I went in the Army. I was actually the youngest in the uh, military. Uh, and uh, I'll never forget that. Now, when I went in the military, it was just something to do. I was on my own at 16 years old, living with strangers, uh, didn't have money to go to school, so I figured uh, I'd go join the Army. And so uh, I did, and then I started school right as I got out of the Army, and, and really the rest is history. But all that was done without a vision. I was just doing right in front of me. Now, here's the interesting thing. Uh, I, I, I wasn't going to be a lifelong military person. I believe in a meritocracy, and the, the military is not meritocracy. Uh, it's basically the guy who enlisted before me will always be ahead of me unless he gets shot or something happens in battle, right? And so I wasn't going to be a lifelong military guy. I just got in the military because it was something to do. It was right in front of me. And then I got out of the military because I didn't want to do that anymore. And I started school because it's something to do. Uh, and then I started becoming a cheerleader for UNLV because it was something to do. And then I took acting classes because it was something to do. Uh, all that stuff. And I had my own business because it was something to do. But there was no vision there. But all those things by themselves that I did with no vision, what I didn't realize is I follow a God that has a vision, that he says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans for hope in the future. I have a God that says that I am his workmanship, his masterpiece, that I was created in advance for good works for me to walk through, that he's already prepared in advance for me. I just got to walk through him. The door's open. He set up all the things. Just like Peter was told, hey, go outside, drop a line in the water, you'll catch a fish, open that fish up, there'll be two coins to pay the temple tax. See, God's omniscient. God's omniscient. He has all knowledge. He cannot learn anything. If God were to learn one thing, then he would cease being God. God knows your first day and your last day. God knows if I was dying by coronavirus. God knows if I'm going to hit by a car on a sidewalk. God knows if I die by someone putting Visine in my drinks. God already knew that before I was one cell in my mother's womb. And that's why Matthew 6 talks about do not worry. What are you worrying about? God has this under control. You're not going to go a day before God's going to take you. Even if you commit, uh, take your life, commit suicide, God already knew you were going to do that. God gives us free will. So God gives us choice, and then God comes down in between our choices and uses them for our good and his glory if we're a child of his. Notice that if? That's a conditional statement. If A, then B is the same as if not A, then not B. Because if you're not a child of God, then God does not cause all things to work for your good. I know people don't like to hear about that, but it's the reality. 
And I'm going to just, the last thing about vision is people say this a lot. Who am I? Who am I? What have I got to offer? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, you have everything to offer. Because what you offer is what you have. God gave you what you have. Don't you get it? And God will use what you have if you use to give it to them. Luke 9, Jesus feeds the 5,000. On the return to the apostles told him all that they had done. And he took them and withdrew apart to a town called Bethsaida. When the crowds uh, learned it, they followed him and he welcomed them and spoke to them of the kingdom of God and cured those who had need of healing. Now the day began to wear away, and the twelve came and said to him, Send the crowd away to go into the surrounding villages and countryside to find lodging and get provisions, for we are here in a desolate place. But he said to them, You give them something to eat. They said, We have no more than five loaves and two fishes, unless we are to go and buy food for all these people. For there were about five thousand men. And he said to his disciples, Have them sit down in groups, about fifty each. And they did so. And had them all sit down and taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven, said a blessing over them. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. And they all ate and were satisfied. And what was left over was picked up 12 baskets of broken bread. You read the same thing in Matthew 14 about the 5,000. And then you can read about John in John 6 about the 4,000. I don't remember what it was. There's twice it was talked about that he fed 5,000, and twice it was talked about he fed 4,000. They were two separate things talked about in the four Gospels. Why does this matter? Because a little boy provided the two little fish and the little loaves, and they were a little like biscuits, what you'd call biscuits. When you say loaves, they're not loaves of bread. See, that little boy knew he didn't have much, but he had something. And God could take your something and turn it into something great. And i got to be honest with you, that is my lot in life. Uh, I have no degrees in anything, just to let you know. I've been to a lot of school. i got a lot of certifications. Don't get me wrong. I have a lot of knowledge. Don't doubt my knowledge. It's real. Uh, I, I'm white trash. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't go to school without money, and I had to get loans and then got in debt and all that. I lived on my own at 16 years old. Man, I always tell people, if I would have been black, my life would be so much easier. I could have went to a good school and had it paid for. I could have millions of dollars put in my 501c3 because I'm a minority-owned business. I could have went to the great schools. I could have been somebody. But I didn't. I'm melanin challenged, so I can't. So I keep. whenever I hear about this white privilege stuff, I get angry. My life has been nothing but tribulation. I've been homeless, been abandoned, been beaten on. I don't have a father, and the one I was given in exchange for my biological father beat on me, alcoholic, beat on my mom, turned us into white trash. You know, lived in my car while I was going to school, graduated high school on my own, living with some of the biggest drug dealers in Henderson, Nevada, and didn't even touch drugs until after I got out of the military. This is God's hand on me. See, God can take the broken. God can take the nothing. And, and, and turn into great things. And this is why God takes the nothing. Because if you're something, if you're great on your own, who gets all the glory? God's always about glory. One thing I've learned about our God is he's a drama king. The more drama, the more glory. Whenever God had people pass over water, it was always at flood stage. Look at it. It was always the last minute. It was always when there was no other hope possible. He's a drama king. 
Why do you think so many human beings are drama kings and drama queens? Let's be honest. Victims are drama kings, drama queens. Why? Because we were made in the image of God, and God is a drama king. He deserves it. More drama, more glory. How about your life? How much drama are you going to have in 2023? What's the last chapter look like? You're writing a movie. This movie's your life. 2023 is the crescendo. What if this was your last year on this planet? What if December 29, 2023, the rapture takes place? And you're going to stand before God after you're taken up in the clouds. You want to be doing what your master has you doing when he comes back. So I'm, I want you to dream for 2023. Pay, take out a pen and paper. Take out a booklet. Put on some music. Close the door. Set yourself alone. First pray to God. Give you a vision. And I want you to go to December 29, 2023. Write that out. December 29, 2023. See it in your head. It's a year later. I want you to see how incredible your year was. What was the biggest accomplishment? What were the obstacles that you overcame? How did you use your strengths? How did you deal with your weaknesses? What was the impact you made? How many people did you bring in the kingdom of God? How many lives did you touch? What was your motto for 2023? Was it see a need, meet a need? How many people's lives are going to be better in 2023 because you had the opportunity to cross their paths? What's your physical health going to be like? What's your spiritual health? How much are you going to be in the word? How much are you going to share the word? It's called a vision. Without a vision, people perish. And I want you to have a great year. And I want you to walk with us Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Central Standard Time right here. If you live somewhere other than Minneapolis, you just listen live stream, freedom1570.com. And within a half hour, Spencer will have this show up on our website, likeitmattersradio.com. Go to wayofwarrior.blog. Let me send you scripture every single day. It's your life. You're writing the script for 2023. What type of vision do you have? Without it, it just might kill you. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Happy 2023. This is Tim O. from the Kingdom Builders Roofers. You know, we've had an incredible year, probably one of our busiest, and it's been awesome to meet countless Salem radio listeners in our travels across the greater metro area. We've had the opportunity to help many of you with your insurance claims after the hailstorms that came through our area. But unlike some roofing contractors, we work on more than just hail damage roofs. We're happy to help you with any concerns you have with your roofing, gutters, and siding. In fact, we continue to get requests for no-obligation roof and gutter inspections to the point that we're now scheduling roofs for the first thing in the spring, when weather is warming and the shingles will seal down better. So, if you still have concerns or questions about your roof, or you suspect you might have had some hail damage occur this year, it's never too late. Let us know how we can help. Look us up online at thekingdombuilders.com or call our office at 612-900-9166 and we'll get someone out there to take a look. After all, we're not salesmen, we're just great roofers. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.